Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Bob Pod. I'm Bob. Our guest today is the president and CEO of the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce, Todd Johnson. And we'll be back with Todd in just a few minutes. But first, a few announcements about what's happening in the city. Late-breaking news is that L.A. County is relaxing its mask requirements for indoor gatherings as I speak. And so there still are some particulars that we have to learn about, but we're hopeful that we soon will be able to have our city council meetings in public. Uh, This is too soon to affect our next meeting, which is scheduled for March 1st, but we can hope that by March 15th that we'll be able to have city council meetings in person. This isn't a for sure yet, but we're hopeful about that. And when we have our meetings, here are the things that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about an extension of our Open BH program. That's our program in which restaurants have expanded out onto the sidewalks and to a part of the street. When we put that program in place, it was temporary for the pandemic. We're speaking about measures to make it permanent, measures including addressing safety, aesthetic, and operational issues. We're going to be speaking about a collaboration with our schools in which the city is going to be working even more closely with our schools. We already do provide some funding to the schools through our JPA program in which the city leases certain facilities from the schools. But we're going to be talking about ways other than the JPA to work together. A couple of areas that we're brainstorming about, one is related to early childhood education. The schools offer a transitional K program. The city offers a pre-K program. We're thinking about better ways to integrate that and to make that a benefit for our residents and also a lure for young families to want to move into uh, Beverly Hills and to offset some of the high cost of living here. We're talking about the possibility of some program enhancements, arts and culture and so far, and so I am excited about this, additional ways for the city and the schools to collaborate. We're going to be talking about traffic safety, traffic safety about the one-time events in which People bring cars into the city, block streets, and then start to perform car stunts and things like that. Obviously, very unsafe. Uh, So we're going to be talking about the specifics of some of those illegal street shutdowns by cars, but also more generally, the whole concept of traffic safety and the unfortunate uptick in traffic accidents that even predates the pandemic, but that has intensified during the pandemic. We're going to be talking about an update on our economic sustainability program, And then before the Planning Commission, not before City Council this month, is consideration of the Cheval Blanc Luxury Hotel. This is an exciting proposal that's being brought forth by the LVMH people, and uh, the evaluation of that is going forward at Planning Commission. And then on to uh, some fun events that are happening in the city. There has been an art installation in the windows of the former Barney's building on Camden and Wilshire by William Wegman. William Wegman was a pioneer in the use of video in connection with his art. And so the six windows there are now occupied by a video display. Uh, The dogs move. It looks like the dogs are looking at you as you walk by or as you drive by in your car. So it is a lot of fun to see. Going to be on display from 5.30 on into the evening through the end of March. We have our first Thursdays programs going on. And so it's an opportunity, a special reason for people to get out and about and to enjoy what our city has to offer, our restaurants and businesses, or for discounts, special menu items, a variety of other incentives. And so I encourage people to come out and celebrate the first Thursday of each month. We, of course, have something special on Wednesdays also. On Wednesdays, we have our Wellness Wednesdays program. So that's in the morning. That's at 8 a.m. 
Our next one, which is going to be March 2nd, it's going to be a self-defense class taught by our own Beverly Hills Police Department. That's going to be at Roxbury Park, March 2nd at 8 a.m. Two weeks after that is a Harmony Fitness program, which is taught by Taekwondo Grandmaster Ladon. Grandmaster Ladon used to be the head of uh, women athletics in Iran before she immigrated to the United States. Grandmaster Ladon is quite an interesting program in her Harmony Fitness program, March 16th in Roxbury Park. And then two weeks after that one is going to be the ever-popular pickleball at the courts at La Cienega Park. That one is at March 30th at 8 a.m. But now we're going to return to our guest, Todd Johnson, the CEO and the president of the Beverly Hills Chamber. And so welcome, Todd. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so you're the president and CEO of the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce. So what does the Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce do? What, what's its mission? Our mission is simply to be, uh, to be able to connect businesses with the right information that they need efficiently, quickly. You know, we have a good relationship with you folks, and um, we're able to just make businesses thrive in our city. And so here in the city, we also have a conference and visitors bureau. And sometimes people get the chamber and the conference and visitors bureau mixed up. They not understand mm -hmm. the distinctions and the distinctions of uh, how both of you work with the city. So, so what's the difference between you and the conference and visitors bureau? Well, the, the, the CVB's main goal is heads in bed. So they're really looking for uh, outreach of bringing in people into the city, staying in the hotels and whatnot, where we are focused on our businesses. Um, obviously, we uh, had some buildings to fill uh, because of the pandemic, and we've been uh, very successful, actually, bringing in new business into our city. So we're really, our point is, again, just business to business. And, and you mentioned new businesses coming into the city, and, and I've seen the list. And the list truly is impressive. So um, I'm putting you on the spot now, but off the top of your head, can you give some examples of some of the you know, exciting new we, businesses? Yeah, there. Um, we have some great, you know, we were successful in securing two Michelin star restaurants, potentially a third one. Uh, when you and I went to New York uh, back in the fall. Um, and then, of course, the Chevron Blanc project that you're talking about, um, Benny, uh, with his project over at the behind the Hilton there. Saks has got some things going on in their area, as you know. The uh, Mayborn has done an incredible job of remodeling their facility, and, uh, and they've really got some big plans for that uh, whole hotel. Tommy's opened up. Right, in, uh, right. Tommy's Beverly Hills at the former yeah, Bouchon Tommy's space. Tommy's opened up, and... Uh, seems to be doing very well. Yes. Um, you know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good things happening in our city. No, and, and lots of restaurants. Tatel, um, Maud has reopened. Maud on South Beverly has reopened. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not trying to pick my favorites, just by memory, trying to think of all the ones right. uh, that have opened up. Uh, Matu, the Japanese steakhouse on South Beverly. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really is exciting times for the city with all of these businesses. Um, choosing to locate in Beverly Hills, and that's a good thing for us. Um, the events that are going to take place between now, leading up to 2028 for the um, the Olympics is, you know, we have the All Star Game, 
maybe <laughs> if, if Major League Baseball goes, but that is next year. We obviously just had the Super Bowl, which was huge for our city. Um, our rooms were were all booked in the hotel. So uh, the college football playoffs are going to be in 2023. Uh, the U.S. Open will be right beside us at L.A. Country Club uh, in 2023. And then the men's Division One basketball finals in the whole bracket will be at Staples. Well, what used to be called Staples. <laughs> World Cup is going to be here at the Rose Bowl in 2026. And of course, the Olympics in 2028. And I think we realize that all these events are pretty high end and people are going to be staying in our city. Yes. Um, so our hotels, our restaurants, everyone's going to thrive from all these events that are going to be taking place between now and leading up to the Olympics. And, and that certainly happened with the Super Bowl. That certainly happened with Freeze Week in Beverly Hills. Right. And also just to mention that our restaurants span the spectrum of types of restaurants. We're not talking about just high-end uh, restaurants, but right. Phil's Coffee has opened up on South Beverly. Danny Myers is going to open up uh, Shake Shack right. at the end of uh, where Panini used to be. So, I mean, that's that's going to be a real popular place and more casual as opposed to some of the higher end restaurants we right. have. Right. And and so who are the members of the chamber? Do you, do you work with our big businesses, the ones that are attractions for international travelers or smaller businesses? Who, who are your members? You know, we have roughly right now about 700 members and probably around 85% are small business. So they're, they're, uh, Xi'an is example, or, or Giacomino's, the Drago's. I mean, these kind of things. We certainly have our, our big name, LVMH, the Chanel folks, all these that are involved with the organization, but mostly it's small business. And that's really the backbone of our city is small business. Right. And we really worked hard with them through the pandemic to try to help keep them stay open in any way we could. So, yeah. um, and I we didn't lose that much business. We lost some, um, but certainly not like some of the other cities around us or throughout the country were affected. We were we were very fortunate. Right. So, so actually, I know we have a special initiative, a, a shop local initiative, which is in particular is to support the distinctive businesses that are so important for us. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a program that really is reaching out to our residents and wanting them to shop local, to dine local, to eat local. And I think the fact that we didn't lose much restaurants during the pandemic really said a lot for uh, the residents. I think the residents are very supportive of, of the businesses. Um, and this program is really just reminding them, you know, come right down the street and shop here and then go eat here um, as opposed to going somewhere else. And we, we are very fortunate that the residents in our city are are amazing and um, really are supportive and, and help the businesses get through this pandemic. So, And, and so far we've been f focusing on the consumer-focused businesses, but members of the chamber, does it include our law firms, our accountants, and, and so on? Yeah, all the above, actually. It's, um, you know, we have certainly Cedars involved, so we have a lot of medical, we have some medical, restaurants, obviously, but then there's uh, law. We have a, a program called FLAIR, um, and, and we get groups together usually quarterly, and there's around 100, 150 people that when we were getting together in person, um, 
and it was just networking and it was really just connecting people with people which is that's our job that's what we're supposed to do and then what you know give people a flavor of the kind of services that the chamber offers uh, to its members my background obviously is hospitality so i was with lowry's for 20 years so i i really view our members as guests of a restaurant and so we really need to make sure that there's a value there so we can do anything from helping new businesses find a broker that they want to have work with to get a spot in our city to working with uh, certain people at the city itself to help getting permitting through quicker signage um, just answering those kinds of questions will connect that um, when we are doing things in person we have around 200 events a year right. uh, and it's ranges anywhere from a small 20 25 people up to uh six seven hundred people um evening when the mayor was real successful this year uh with you and uh, one, one, one of my personal point. favorites <laughs> just, just yeah no it was yeah, it was just really good yeah no i mean you were you were great and we're fortunate and um so that's really what we do we do a right. broad band of of stuff that really just help businesses be successful. Right. And I know one of the roles uh, that you're often in is, is an advocate on behalf of the businesses in our town, an effective advocate, because we hear from you on city council as issues yeah. come up that would be affecting our businesses. Uh, you mentioned your experience at Lowry's, and I know that you were there a long time. I think it's one of the best companies there is. That's why I was with them for 20 years. The restaurant is actually... the. The company is celebrating 100 years this year uh, at the Tamashaner, which is over off Los Feliz. It's the oldest restaurant in Los Angeles in the same location under the same ownership. And so 100 years is something to be proud of. In fact, the chamber will be 100 years next year. Wow. Um, so we'll be about celebrating that. So, so, um, so just a few years after the incorporation of the city is when the chamber started up. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. 20, well, yeah, 1923, obviously. So, um, but Lowry's, the experience was amazing, you know, and that's where I got to know a lot of people in our city. Um, and that's where I, and how I got connected into the chamber. I was on the board for, I think, 12 or 13 years, chairman of the board, CFO for a couple of years, and then ended up sitting on the other side of the table now and as president and CEO coming up on seven years actually so um i can't lose it's gone by that quick but but lowry's really taught me about how to deal with people and you and i've had lots of conversations about um being respectful and listening to people and i think if anyone wants to understand people you should work in restaurants yeah. it it's a it's a very interesting perspective. Actually, did you know that I was a, a waiter and a busboy in the Borscht Belt in the uh, resort hotels of the Catskills? So, I remember you saying uh, Right, that. so, so I, dir dirty dancing. That was me during uh, late yeah. high school and early college. Uh, let's see, so for all your years at Lowry's, I mean, there must be so many stories you can tell. Putting you on the spot one more time, is there a particular favorite story that you'd like to tell about your experiences at Lowry's? No, there, was, there were a couple. I got, I got a, a call uh, Mother's Day that morning. And of course, that's the worst day of the year to go out. And I get on the phone and uh, is Denzel Washington saying, I'm kind of in a bind here. Can you help me get in to the restaurant? 
And I said, yeah, I think it can do that. So I, he came in and then uh, had a great experience. And a couple weeks later, uh, his premiere opened up with uh, training day. And so I was invited to go see that, uh, which was kind of neat. And then the other one was uh, Elizabeth Taylor oh. would come in the restaurant and um, she had asked me for her 79th birthday, if we could, cater it so if we could do the food and then take it to her house and of course we were able to and um so i went up dropped off the food and then uh said you know call me if you need anything and i got a call a little later saying hey can you get us some crab i'm like crab you know the obviously lowry's doesn't have any crab so i ran around bought all the crab up i could and then uh went back up dropped that off and then when I was getting ready to leave, uh, her assistant said, hey, she'd like to see you. So I went in and I'm sitting there talking to her and then she offers me a drink. And then, and I'm thinking to myself, no one would ever believe I'm sitting here talking to Elizabeth Taylor. And she goes, here, I want to introduce you to a friend, Michael Jackson. <laughs> so it was just, I was like, yeah, no one will ever believe this. So, but I, yeah, through the years I met, you know, a lot of, interesting people, famous people, um, was spoiled. I have good relationships with the tournament of roses. So I don't know, 17 or 18 years, I've watched the game on the field. So it's, wow. it certainly had its benefits. Wow. So spanning the generations of celebrities, uh, Elizabeth Taylor to Denzel Washington. So we are nearing the end of the episode, but I can't let you go without you sharing a few words about your wonderful wife and your mm -hmm. wonderful puppy dogs. Yeah. My, my wife uh, is an amazing woman. She's uh, the, the best person I know on the planet. She's, she's a pediatric chaplain at UCLA and deals with really, I mean, life and death, two or three deaths a week of children. So I've always had a pretty good perspective on things um, where I would deal with people that acted like life's coming to an end because I have to sit at this table instead of that table or pick a reason. Um, so she, yeah, she's just, she's an amazing woman. And then of course, as you mentioned the dogs, I, we, had, we have two Jack Russells, but I also have a new German Shepherd, my uh, King, my buddy, he died in October, but then we ended up getting uh, Atticus now and he's gonna be as big as King, probably 110 and you know, Right, he's probably up to Good about probably up to about fifty pounds at sixteen weeks or something he's, like that. Yeah, he's I think he's like forty five and he's fourteen weeks or fifteen wow. weeks now. So wow. yeah, he's he'll be a big boy. Right. Okay, well thank you very much, Todd. I certainly enjoyed our conversation. And this does bring us to the end of uh, this episode of the Bob Pod. Um, people can watch stream this bob pod at beverlyhills.org slash bob pod so thank everybody and see you next time